What's up, gays? Welcome to the Gay Girls Club. I'm your host, Bethany. And I'm Spencer. And this is a podcast for girls who like girls. Hey, and we're back. We're back. Um, Welcome back, everyone. We are killing it. It's been... As always, killing it. I don't remember the last time we recorded, to be honest. I don't know. It's no been way a bit know. of a blur. But... <laughs> We have a special guest today. Special guest. We're excited to have her here. If you would please introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Roxy. I am from Merchandale, New Jersey. I am a lesbian and I have two teenage daughters. I like how I have to say like I'm a lesbian first because like I'm so proud of that. And then I talk about my kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have two teenage daughters and um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks, guys love that yeah thanks um, for being here yeah. yeah we were just talking before we started recording about how you have such a unique story that our audience definitely has not heard yet um and a very different perspective that you can kind of bring to the table which we're really excited yeah. to hear definitely oh i'm excited yeah all right i guess i will start um so what's new with me being a mom is hard. Being a mom to adopted kids is harder, I feel. <laughs> and so right now in my life, it's just a lot of chaos. I have a 19-year-old who's bringing us complete chaos. I have a four-year-old who is just constantly throwing fits and having meltdowns at this point in her life. And then I have a three-and-a-half-year-old who is just annoying right now. And I love him to death, <laughs> love him so much, but could not be more annoying. He just doesn't stop talking from the time he wakes up until he is asleep. Um, and especially there's something for him about the car. He just really amps everything up by like a million when we're in the car. And he just gets so excited. He really does. He, he really, it's a wild time. So right now my life is just a bit of chaos, but. That's kind of all I have going on. You're killing it. Yeah. You know, trying to just stay alive, stay alive, keep my kids alive. That's where yeah. we're at. Um, I'm trying to think there really isn't too, too much with me. Um, I'm trying to think, has there been anything that I've told you about that we can talk about? I don't feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't feel like um, there's been any big updates. I've got nothing. Roxy, you're just living the dream i really am i'm just going with the flow i'm just about, happy to be here what about you roxy do you have anything great going on in your life right now oh everything um i just got back from a five-day solo camping trip and it was just me and my hammock and my <laughs> tent and it was uh i don't even everybody should go away by themselves at some point it that was, sounds awesome i feel yeah. like i would love that same. so relaxing um yeah it was it was I me mean, I went hiking one day I went to the beach one day um I laid out and like looked at the stars the one night and it was just like because I was in Virginia it was a little bit warmer so I could like stay outside at nighttime and just the stars looked like they were so close like you could like mm -hmm. touch them and so that's it was, so um, nice I loved it so much I was so excited but I'm excited for fall Jersey is starting to change the weather. It's yes, finally. Now, and the windows are open. 
Yes. And my kids are in school for eight hours a day, which is beautiful because they're teenagers and the hormones that come out of their pores are rough. I feel that. And I'm like, all I did was ask you what you wanted for breakfast. Like that's <laughs> all I did. Like I look at them some days and I'm just like, I would jump in front of a Mack truck for you, but I don't want to fucking make you breakfast. Like get out of my face. Right. Like, I would die for you, but I can't stand you. It's like this weird. I I completely understand that. I get it. Teenagers Do not. Like, yeah. Teenagers can be really rough. Yeah, I feel definitely. like every age can be really rough is what I'm learning. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm being bullied by monsters that I created myself. Like the one day, I was trying to fix my computer. I couldn't figure it out. And my teenager starts giving me an attitude. I'm like, when I met you, you didn't even know how to wipe your own ass. You didn't even know how to use a spoon. I, I taught you everything you know. Yeah. I taught that to you. You can help me with freaking Google. Like, but yeah. So. And you can have a good attitude about it. Yeah, yeah. And you can willingly. Yes. yes. I smiled while spoon feeding you. So you can help me with Google. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I'm, just, I'm glad that they are in school and with their friends because summer can be rough when they're kind of, you know, in their rooms and their devices. And, um, I think that's, that's a lot. That's yeah. That's what love new. that. No, that's awesome. Love it. Yeah. All right. It's Ben's now take it away from Mary Fling. So Mary Fling today is a very good one because it is the office yes. and I've watched the office maybe three or four times all the way through. It's just, it's just a good show all the way through. Yeah. Three or four times? Yeah. Oh. It's okay. it's it's very much a show that you put on in the background. Okay. Yeah, always. Like I don't Yeah, I don't really pay attention to the later okay. seasons because they aren't as good. But right. once Michael leaves, it's it just kind of goes downhill. There's really no point. Still hysterical. Yeah. Um Bethany, have you watched The Office? Um, unpopular opinion. I'm not a huge office fan, but I have seen enough episodes to know what it's about and to know some of the people in it. I just, that kind of humor isn't always my favorite. Right. That's it's like, like the super dry, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I And I typically, if I want to watch something on TV, it's going to be like something a little crazier, a little more wild. So you think you can dance? <laughs> Whoa, that's a great show. I didn't say it wasn't. I was I just giving it. an option. Such a good show. <laughs> anyway, so to give you a brief overview, Roxy, I know I talked to you about it when I was texting you, but also I'll tell you now. Um, so each episode we decide to do a Mary Fling, you can pick any like female from the cast of The Office from any of the seasons, any episodes. Uh, it doesn't matter if they were regular, if they were just on a couple episodes or whatever. Um, you have to choose someone that you would marry and someone that you would have a fling with. We oh. don't kill anyone because that's just not cool. Okay. <laughs> and, and really, we just want to like have flings and marry all of the pretty women. So yeah, that's what awesome. we do. That's very true. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So one of you go first because you guys know the show better than I do. Roxy, you can go first. Okay. I've got a good one. Okay. Go. Um, Mary would be Pam. She's like the wholesome girl. She's she's witty and she's sarcastic, which I love. That's my love language. 
Um, and she gets hotter as the show goes on. So it's like she had this first beginning and then she got super hot. And it's like this, like, I don't know, this mature, beautiful woman who's funny and just like, I could snuggle up with her. You know, that would just be. Okay. Um, fling, I would pick Katie. Spence, do you remember Katie? The, the hot redhead with the purses that she comes in and sells maybe i know it's amy adams so i'm in (laughs) that's who plays katie i think so yes she's this hot redhead and she comes in and then starts dating jim and it's a whole thing and she's just oh i do remember her now okay i I remember oh my gosh um yes that would be my my okay those are good choices good choices yeah um I think I would I would have to marry Pam as well just because she she would just take care of me you know <laughs> that's would, all you want that's all I want she'd take care of me she'd be there but at the same time I think Holly would do that as well she's funny she's funny she's pretty and she would take care of me so I think for the sake of variety I'm going to go with Holly You've changed but I would, it. You've I would be, it up. I would be fine with either. Okay. Whoever asks first, you know. <laughs> um, and then I think I would have to fling Aaron because I think Aaron is so funny, and I think she's so like kind of crazy, and it would just be so fun. It'd be a blast. She. Yeah. You never know what's going to come out of her mouth, or yeah. I, there's no. There's no telling. She's funny. Yeah. I think Karen Filippelli. Do you remember her, the Italian girl? Yeah. She's she's up there too. She was definitely um, super sexy and, and yeah. Also dated Jim for a little bit, but it should have been me, honestly. <laughs> um, but I just like her. Like she's like dark hair, dark eyes, like Italian. Yeah. Like, she's definitely another. She's one of the ones up there too. Yeah. Dark yeah. hair, dark eyes. Love that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, for me, I'm basically just going off of the character like not who the character is who the actress is because I'm gonna go with Jan to marry because it's Melora Hardin and she was in the bold type and she just is badass yes like she's like a sexy boss lady like who she I don't know I feel like I would have to maybe take a back seat to her because I feel like she's like gonna have to be in control which for her I feel like I could let it happen I'll be like okay that's fine. Do what you need to do. I've never heard of that movie, by the way. Number one, it's a TV show. The Bold Type? This is some, this is some kind of weird sports show that you watch. Or... It's, a, it's a, like, lesbian show. So, two of you should get on it. <laughs> the Bold Type? Yeah, bold? The Bold Type. It's over. It, right it, just, it just ended um, last like last year I think but it's really good definitely worth watching okay a lot of beautiful women in it so (laughs) yeah it's perfect um and then I think for my fling I would go with Kelly because I think Mindy is hysterical and I feel like it would just be a good time yeah (laughs) it would be fun yeah it would just we would have a wild fun time always be laughing yeah I agree She's really funny. Yeah, she really is. Cool. So that's it. That's what I got. There we go. Thanks for uh, 
thanks for coming roxy that's the end of the <laughs> podcast and uh, there you go that's all we do now that's, that's all we do parts. that's the juiciest stuff so yeah, yeah. yeah we want to talk about yeah that's perfect no so um let's jump right in we're gonna kind of let you take the wheel here and talk about whatever you know part of your story you feel comfortable sharing give us kind of a little bit of the background what your journey has been your coming out story what have you sure um okay so I grew up what is the six kids um in a very strict religious home we went to church on Sundays youth group on Wednesdays Um, the town I grew up in wasn't great. So my mom put me into a Christian middle school and it was actually Baptist just to give you a little, Mm -hmm. um, backstory of that part. Um, so better (laughs) you can't even like hold hands or kiss until your wedding day. Like they, that's right. Believe in crazy things. Um, and then I went to also a Christian high school. I got kicked out. Um, wound up going to Public school. I got uh, drunk at school and I put vodka in a water bottle. I thought it was genius. Apparently it's not. Um, got kicked out, went to uh, a private, a public school for a little bit, but then they let me back in to the, so I graduated from the, the private school, but I was definitely the edgy one. Everybody else was like doing their piano lessons at 6 p.m. and in bed by eight. And I'm the oh. one going to clubs and, and, <laughs> hooking up with people and drinking. And I was uh, definitely rebelling. Um, my parents were addicts. So I, um, had a difficult time at my home life because I was raising my five siblings. So I was definitely out partying on the weekends. Like I would be a good girl during the week, take care of my siblings, go to high school. And then I'd party on the weekends. Um, and then I met a girl and her name was Stephanie. And she, I just remember like, falling in love with her so quickly like Mm -hmm. I like boys I like the attention from boys and I feel like that came from not having a strong father figure I liked when they gave me attention but then I met Stephanie and I was like oh she's like like I wanted to kiss her so we wound up dating for almost a year um in and that was right I was right around college time so I was kind of like starting to explore um and then I wound up, it's a little fuzzy some of the, um, some of the time. I remember we broke up and she actually wound up just getting into a darker scene, clubbing, drinking drugs and stuff like that than I wanted to get into. And I started going to college, nursing school. Um, and then I met a man and we wound up, I wound up just doing the whole marriage and kids thing. I had two uh, daughters with him. A lot of the time, though, I remember thinking, I'm doing this because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be right. like, what is the good girl thing? Like, mm-hmm. I was, went to church and youth group and Christian school, and they would say, like, being gay is a straight ticket to hell. And I remember two things growing up that I never sat well with that pot is not a drug. <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> the natural, like, if we can be that, na- I mean, if wine can be natural, so could we. And I remember thinking that being gay, like how can a certain kind of love be wrong? Mm -hmm. And that never sat well with me, but I also didn't want to gain the world and lose my soul as they would say in Christianese. Yeah. So I just felt like, all right, well, I don't want to go to hell. Like I lived by fear. So, um, but then I realized like a lot of the gays are going to be in hell then. And then why not? It could be a good time. It could be fun. 
no, but um, I, we divorced, uh, things got bad. And I still remember, like, I remember when I would have sex with my husband at that time. And I remember we were done. I'm like, oh God, I don't have to do that for at least another week or two. Like, I didn't <laughs> like it. It just, right. it was something that a wife has to do. And it, once it becomes a chore, it, it's when you have like kids and your responsibilities and your mind is everywhere and it becomes a chore. It's just, there's no fun in it. Right. And then fast forward to about two years ago, um, I've dated off and on and um, it, mostly men. Um, and then I remember I was just going through a really dark time in my life. And I, my daughter kept begging me to get TikTok. <laughs> get TikTok. And I was like, well, every time you want to follow somebody, I want to see who they are, look at a couple of their videos, blah, blah, blah. And then you can follow them. So I was trying to like streamline, making sure she wouldn't fall into a trap. She's 14, almost 15 now. So, um, and then I started watching the TikToks, like after she sent me <laughs> one, and then I would swipe up to the next and I'm like, oh, this is hysterical. And I quickly wound up on lesbian TikTok. Of course. And I- It's not hard to get there. No. I've not been back since. And I am very happy in lesbian TikTok land. But I remembered opening my eyes and it being like, women are so sexy. Women are nurturers at heart. Women- care for one another the amazing things that women can do and I just remember thinking like this is who I truly am like I just found myself daydreaming more and more about like being with a woman being married to a woman and it's funny story too actually let me back up one time Bethany you and Carly walked into one of the support groups for foster because I am a foster parent as well so that's kind of how me and Bethany met right and you and Carly met, came into a foster care support group. Um, and I remember watching you two and just being like, I want a wife. Like, <laughs> I, I want a wife. And I've always been, I've always been, I guess on the, on the outsides looking into the gay world and remember yeah. almost like, almost like the little mermaid, like a part of that world. Like I want to mm -hmm. be a part of it. I want to be with, yeah. the, I want to be where the gay people are. Right. Right. That's right. So um, I just remember looking at used to and just being like, I want that. And I have a couple other gay friends and I would just be, I would like stalk them on Facebook. It's like, just look at their wedding pictures and stuff like that. And like, I, that's what I want. And then fast forward and I, you know, went on, I was on TikTok and like, I wound up on lesbian TikTok. And then I started doing my own soul searching as far as like, okay, what does the Bible really say? What, how has it been translated? When was it translated? And I dug deep and there was a few things that I have really landed on. And there, it's like a concrete part of my faith. Now I feel like I'm not wavering. I just, I read a book and it's called God and the Gay Christian. And it's actually how it's a priest. Um, his son came out as gay. Okay. And he was like horrified. And then he started doing the hard work and looking into what the Bible verses say. And he actually now has changed his whole view, changed his whole church. And he goes around and he preaches and helps show churches that like, we've had it wrong all these years. Right. Like, I love that. Yeah. And it's, and reading that book, because I felt like I had to armor up a little bit against my very strict religious family. Yeah. And um, so now sometimes when they come at me with their, from Bible verses, I was like, actually the context of that is, or it was like, and I'm able to um, repeat right. a little bit more of like Paul in the Bible is how he spoke against homosexuality. 
And another thing I was really excited for is there's a movie called 1946. Have you heard of it yet? I have no. not. All right, look it I up. Okay. Uh, 1946, it's about how the Bible was translated um, from into the English language into the King James Version in 1946. And this movie talks about how it has the transcripts of them actually translating the Bible and how the word homosexuality actually meant man cannot lay down with another man in order to another boy, young boy, to increase their family's stature in society because families back then were giving of their children so that the, the you know, higher ups can do what they want with him and their family would be out of debt. Right. So took yeah. that and just did the blanket statement of homosexuality. So it's actually like, it's not in the Bible. And then I always just go back to like, Jesus never preached against, Jesus never once said anything. No. He just kept saying, he would flip tables and get pissed off when people were following the rules. He's like, guys, just love others well. Right. Yeah. I feel like after I've done like, at least like I had a whole year of just soul searching of like, what was I taught? What was like ingrained deep in me? And like, why just start questioning things, you know, just start yeah. like looking through this. And, and I feel like in Christianity, we're taught not to question. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's because it's easier to control you. Yeah. So I actually, I, I walked away from the church um, right now, the brick and mortar church. I still love Jesus. I still read my Bible. I still um, do, do some of the, the things that, you know, I still like run my life by the Bible as far as like loving others well and stuff. Like Absolutely. That. But as far as Christianity goes and the rigorous um, set of rules that is, I just, I don't believe in, in some of those things. And so all of that, I did my own soul searching and I was just like, it's okay to be gay. Like, yeah, it's, it's fine. So then I feel like I'm like preaching to everybody like, guys, we've had it wrong all these years. And so I'm really excited. This movie should be coming out. I believe they just got done shooting it. So now they're in the editing parts of it and they have a whole Facebook page. So I've had a couple of friends that are, have like looked into the movie and they are now starting to question like, oh, I, Roxy, I think you're onto something. Like, mm -hmm. that's awesome. I am. I am. <laughs> um, so then I was like, oh shit, I, I, I'm a lesbian. Like I'm like, there it I'm is. A lesbian. all right, let's do this. So I, in Roxy fashion, just went all out. Um, and there was rainbows and t-shirts and, and then my daughters, I had to come out to my two girls and, um, they're like, okay, cool. Like, that's awesome. I, I was like nervous about it. And they yeah. were like, why, like, why? And I said to them, I was like, are you okay? Well, then I met a woman and I dated her for about a little over a year. Um, and I remember saying like, girls, what do you think of her? And they're like, she's pretty. And I'm like, are you okay if I hug her or hold her hand in front of you? And they were like, why are you making this a thing? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, I love her. I love her a lot. And they're like, why are you making this a thing? Like, it's not a thing, of course, right. like, whatever. Like yeah. my kids were so, and after I dated this girl for a year, um, my girls were like, we like you with girls better. Like you're more you than we've ever seen you. You're more like open and they're like you're just happy and I'm like I really am so oh that's I mean, so great yeah it's been a journey but I will say like coming out later in life you feel like all eyes are on you you feel mm -hmm. like because you have especially in the Facebook world and social media which I've just had to go off social media for a little bit because I feel like comparison robs you of so much joy sometimes absolutely 
And yeah. like my life doesn't look like a lot of my friends. I'm not married to a man with and tucking my children into bed every single night. And sometimes that catches me off guard and I get sad. Yeah. I'm like, but there's so many of them that come to me and like, I don't love my husband. I don't like sex. I don't like having sex. I don't love my husband. And they look at me and they also like, you're so free and so happy, like since you've come out and since mm-hmm. you're like authentically you. And I'm like, I am. And I said, I've had to let everything burn to the ground. I yeah. said, I've had to let people's judgments, my family, the religious aspect, I've had to let it burn to the ground and rebuild myself new. And yeah. I feel like when you do that and you take out the the, the uh, compulsory heterosexuality that we've all grown up, like we're just expected to be straight. Yeah. Like one thing, like I'm teaching my girls, like you can be whoever you want to be. And in a few years, if it's different, you get to change again. Like, and that's right. okay. And I do, I have lost some friends since coming out and I'm totally fine with it. Like I was oh, yeah. by how much it didn't hurt me. I was just like, oh, if you don't like me, that's fine. Right. Because then they're not the kind of friend you wanted. Right. Fuck them. No, exactly. Yeah. And get rid of them. Yeah. Other friends who actually have gotten closer to me since I've come out and they are on their own journey. And it's been really sweet to kind of go through this and then have other people now look to me and be like, I like girls, but I'm in my marriage. And I'm like, yeah. you, you have a choice though. Like you, the beauty in America is you get to choose. Like you can walk away and divorce him and work hard and get another home and start from scratch and date women. You have right. to get burned to the ground. You're going to lose so much in it. But what you gain at the end of that is so beautiful. Like I never imagined a more beautiful life than I'm living now. And I can just say what I want, be who I want, because I'm not living in these strict Christian, like, um, strict Christian rules. And, and I'm also like, it's like, I love Jesus. And I also love girls. And I didn't know those two things could coexist. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, yeah, they can. And it's just been a really fun ride for me. And that I've never felt more me. And I'm like, Oh, this is who I am. And some days I get sad. I'm like, man, I wish I was in my twenties, like the amount of fun yeah. I could have. And I'm like, but I could do all the same thing in my twenties as I do now. I just got my motorcycle license. I, nice. I planned a few solo trips for myself. I, um, I'm dating women. I awesome. can still be whoever I want to be. And every day is something new. Like I'm still working on myself with different podcasts and different books and different things to continue to help me build who like the most beautiful, authentic life that I can. Mm-hmm. But that's not without saying that there has been some deep hurt along the way. A lot Absolutely. of loss, like losing a church is definitely almost as hard as a divorce. Um, having people walk away because of your decisions and not loving you for you. And I'm like, isn't that what Jesus had preached? Like, I feel like you guys are like, yep. It's so like, backwards going against what you, um, what you guys are preaching. And so it's, it's not taken well and people start to argue with you and your backslide and you know, all the things. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just being me. And that's okay. right. I'm just yeah. no longer lying about who I am. <laughs> right. Like I'm living authentically right. crazy thought crazy. Right. Who would have thought the best experience has been sex. Uh, yeah. Oh, I could talk about this, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. No. So <laughs> You could edit this out if you want, but yeah, I would yeah, yeah. no, um, yeah, go. 
I remember younger, like I used to listen to rap all the time and stuff like that. And this, when I was living my unauthentic straight self and, um, I would be like, why do all these rap guys sing about like doing it till four o'clock in the morning? Like who does it that long? I don't understand <laughs> it when it's done. It's done. I'm grateful when it's over. And then I was with a woman and I'm like, it's different. Oh. <laughs> it clicked. I'm like, you just, when you're with a woman, you don't want it to end. It's like, it's magical. It's just women. It's actually know. enjoyable. <laughs> it is. But the one thing if, that I find in a lesbian relationship is the, the script is flipped. Whereas when you're with in a hetero relationship, I feel like I could be wrong. This is just what I've experienced. And I've heard friends talk about men get in the bedroom and their goal is to finish. Yep. And, and I mean, please their partner, but then finish. Yeah. Women, it's more like you, I would get excited to get in bed and please my partner. Like I yeah. never had that like with a hetero relationship and now with women. And then when you have two women that are equal in that way, like somebody just has to call it at 4 a.m. Like you're just like, yeah. that. like I okay, gotta go to bed. <laughs> you gotta go to bed at some point. I've gotta be, you know, an adult in the morning. But I remember my eyes opening to sex and being like, I get it. I think about it more. Like being with a woman is so different. Like, I'm like, and that's one of the things that also I knew I found myself because the world made more sense to me. And I thought everything clicks into place. Yeah, it does. And I'm like, I love girls. I love pleasing other women. I love like all it's, it was just, it was beautiful. And so that was one of the things that was just like, it, it was like the nail on the head. I was like, yep, I'm definitely gay. Like, this definitely is gay. <laughs> I am the gayest. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so funny. And I love that my one best friend, she's, she's also gay and she lives right around the corner from me when I was in my townhouse. And she's like, went right when I came out and she's like, gay gay like she wears all the gay shirts she's got a mohawk she is like you can't, you can't deny that she's gay and she's like great now your family is going to think that i like turned you gay <laughs> I'm like you don't wake up like you know like somebody telling you like oh you should go love women you know or something like that i'm like it just it's it's mean i was like thankfully i dated a woman in in college before so i was like no like i was gay before you so yeah but um i remember her thinking she's like great now this is going to be all my fault like i'm like no it's not like you just you don't choose to be gay but when you come to that place of like i've been noticing girls more than boys and and like it starts slowly i also feel like when you're in your twenties, you're still kind of living the life that was set up for you and given yeah. to you. Once you yeah. hit your thirties, you learn to like dissect it more and ask harder questions and ask the whys behind it. And Absolutely. Like I said, just let it all burn to the ground. And then you get to choose. I like this part. I like this part. I like this part. Like, I'm not just going to follow head you know. first, blinders right. on, you know, without questioning anything because right. it's That's just, it's not you. It's right. just following a life that wasn't made for you. Right. That's what I've had to try to explain to my parents is like, no, you actually did a good job because you raised me to think for myself. Yeah. Like you raised me to not only take what you gave me and what you believe and like figure out what parts of that I believe, but to also then, you know, look further 
and figure out then like, okay, well, this is, you know, kind of everything that you believe, but like, let me put it together for myself and come up with my own sense of self and my own sense of beliefs and what actually like makes sense to me because it doesn't have to be the same. And it doesn't mean that I'm doing something wrong or that they did something wrong in parenting, which is where yeah. they're still at. They think right. that they've oh. failed massively as parents. And Oops. I keep, yeah, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> well, well, we messed up with that one. Yeah. My, my dad tells me all the time now, like, well, Bethany, you know, it doesn't matter how you parent anyway, because they'll choose to do whatever they want at the end of the day. And I was like, that is what right. you do with a life. That's like, exactly what I'm teaching them to right, do. Think right. I like, I literally already, my kids know that like they are in control of what they decide at the end of the day. Like every day with my four-year-old, it like changes. She's going to marry a boy. She's going to marry a girl. Some days she still thinks she's going to marry her brother, which I've tried to explain. But <laughs> She's going to have to move away from that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, but, be whoever you want. Just not that. Not yeah. that one. <laughs> There are some limits that is a hard no. Yeah. But like, I, I tried to explain to my parents, like, no, that's good. That doesn't mean that you failed as parents. Like, because my sister got divorced, my brother got divorced and stuff. I was like, that's not the end of the world. And that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like, I don't, it's just, their thinking is so narrow-minded and it's because they grew up in the church. Like I grew up in the church And I think, you know, like during their thirties and forties and stuff, it was still a time when people weren't as freely questioning things like we can now. I feel like we are given the space a little bit more in our current state of the world to question things and to come up with, you know, our own ideas and things are accepted a little more freely especially sorry no no no, go ahead I was just gonna say especially people around my age just because I am in my 20s right and it's you know everywhere like you know everyone my age that I went to school with I'm maybe 99% are gay yeah maybe (laughs) 99.9% there's the odd straight person who is gay and just hasn't realized it yet kind of deal (laughs) um and it was just you know my parents were always very just listen do whatever as long as it's not illegal and you and you don't like hurt yourself I'm like oh okay cool Mm -hmm. but even whenever I came out I was like I don't know how this is gonna go but they were like listen you don't really like give a shit like you know just do whatever right we love you no matter what yeah yeah and I was like oh all right right." (laughs) (laughs) sounds great I feel like me, my, my, my daughters are watching me, you know, they're watching me come out. They're watching me date a woman. They're watching me do all these things. And like, I just, I want them to have a voice for themselves. And I say that all the time, you know, and little things happen in school where my daughter's like, Oh, I forgot my water bottle. And I was thirsty all day. And I'm like, why didn't you say to the teacher, I'm thirsty. Can I go get a drink of water? She's like, I didn't want to get in trouble. I'm like, girlfriend. Mm -mm. No, like that's me. You haven't like, you need to use your voice. You need to speak up. If you have a need, you need to say, I was like, if you get yelled at, you get yelled at. I don't, and she'll probably just say, okay, next time don't. And then you go and, and just get it, you know, remember your drink next time. But right. 
all that to say is like, I want you girls to have a voice for yourselves. Like you right. can't go by what your teachers say and what your dad says and what I say. And I said, you got to take all these experiences and put them together and see what works best for you. I said, but I, I never cared about their grades. I always say to them, oh, good. You got all B's and C's. Like, awesome job. You passed. Did you right. do well? Did you stand up for the people who are being bullied? Did you see somebody sitting alone and befriend them? That's what I always just teach my girls is love others well and find a passion where you can serve other people. Right. And all the rest will fall into place. Like, that's all we have to do. And I was talking to actually um, a friend the other day, and I was like, I really can't wait for as our society, I feel like we're going to hell in a handbasket right now with the new rules and these laws that are coming out and we're going backwards with, yeah. and I'm infuriated. And I was like, I can't wait till our generation, the thirties and forties and 20 year olds as well, Spence, <laughs> but I can't wait till we're in office when right. I feel like our generation is much more like, let it burn to the ground. This is not how we want it. We, we have a whole nother picture of what society looks like. And I see this battle going on between the politicians and the people in society. Cause I feel like our generation is questioning and not like just letting right. these rules and regulations govern our lives because we're like, no, no, like that's, that's not okay. And I was like, I can't wait till our generation gets into office. And like, being hetero was kind of like, oh, you're straight. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. Like, I was, yeah. Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah. Like, you know, and I was just like, I I will be excited for the day that that the politicians are much more open to letting people decide how they want to be, how to right. live their life right. and themselves. You're you're right. Once once it's like more our generation, I feel like things will start to change more because everyone will be kind of in the same mindset and the people who think that way are going to be way outnumbered well to be fair they're yeah. pretty old they're not sure. going to be thinking that way much longer that's true yeah and it is slowly starting to happen like very very slowly you see you know different people come in and that are like you know in their 30s and stuff and they're making change or trying to yeah. And, you know, they get made fun of and they just get, you know, they can't really do anything. It's kind right. of like, it's the right person, but the wrong time. Right. Because they just, they get blocked with everything that they do. For sure. But they're trying. And I think it's, I feel like we are, we have made some progress as far as children's schools and stuff. Like my daughter, one has, she has um, a great gay straight alliance club at school. It's called That's awesome. And mm-hmm. she's a part of it. And some of her friends are gay and and she talks about how like me and you know my ex-girlfriend would do things together and and she started to like head up the gsa club and it was really sweet to see her she's like i don't know what i like yet but i like being a part of this group because i see some of my friends who tell their parents that they're gay or they want to be called aspen instead of their birth name and their parents aren't okay with it and so when they come to my house i call them by their pronouns i call them by the names that they they want to be a part of. I've picked some of them up and we've gone to pride um, parades and um, their, their, their friends will come to me and talk to me about things. And I'm like, I just wish some of these parents would get on board with loving their children better because their kids are like, I feel like I could be me at your house. And I'm like, you can, you can right. be free to be who you want to be. You're free to love who you want to love. I'm sorry. Your parents aren't bored on board, but 
I feel like society is coming a little bit farther. Like they even offer, I don't feel like they had that. It was kind of um, things when I was in elementary school. Yeah, no, and I don't think so either. I mean, I went to small Christian schools most of the time. Yeah. But <laughs> they didn't have it in my schools either. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't feel like they were around that much, you know, when it's we very were. recent. I do, I do see society changing a little bit. Like every town now has pride parades in June and it's great. Yeah. And um, I just, I see little bits and I think my eyes are open a little bit more now that I am a part of the culture that yeah. um, I'm like, okay, this is good. Like we're getting somewhere, we're gaining momentum. We're, you know, and even I work for um, an amazing corporation called Virtua. Um, I work at three different hospitals. I'm an ICU nurse, three different hospitals for Virtua but they have like an out um, club, like for anybody who is an employee that they can get together. They oh, actually awesome. in the pride parade in one of the towns in the area. They, uh, they have a lot of things to incorporate. Like they are very inclusive. And I love seeing that because 10 years ago, that wasn't a thing. Like, yeah, that's so cool. A thing. And now you can be out and proud and, um, I wish I remembered the name of the group that they have, but I was just so proud of the the organization that I worked for. That's just like, we love everybody. Like, yeah. yeah. And it, it takes diversity to, to have a good organization and for something to function well, you need diverse people. You can't have yeah. Yeah. a lot of straight-minded people. So I was really proud of my company for, for doing yeah. that. I will say that Carly and I have had only good experiences at Virtua yeah. and you know, that is not the case with all places right. um, because, you know, since we're foster parents, I feel like we're at hospitals a lot and places like that. Yes. And so yeah. um, we've spent a lot of time at Virtua and they have always been so nice, like yeah. never have made us feel uncomfortable, anything like that. We went to Cooper, the other hospital, because that's where our current foster daughter was born. And you would have thought they never saw two women married before in their lives yeah. they were like but who's the mom and i was like excuse me we are married we, we are, are mothers both the mom. <laughs> like it's i was funny like because even in our training though for the hospital the orientation that we had it like it's a culture of caring and it's like we are expected to um to treat others straight across the board so they, right. they are, they've been very good with and they actually just opened up Virtua Pride Primary Care. It's for the LGB community. So Aww. they help with hormone replacements. They help with um, hormone therapy, I should say. They help with just being inclusive. They It's an actual mm-hmm. clinic for the Pride community. That's amazing. Nice. Not clinic, just it's a primary. Yeah, so that's yeah. where I'm now going to start going because I love that they, they've just incorporated the LGB community and um, they're just like, okay, like this is- so That's this, so cool. Whole, there you go. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I was very proud. So I do feel like we were definitely coming far and I like where we're coming from as far as the the community that we're building and that my children are gonna be brought up in and what they're experiencing because there's a lot of their friends who are hurting at school. And I see both of my daughters able to love on them well. Yeah. Because they're these children are being judged even at home. And that's gotta be hard to be judged at home. Like I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. which is what kept me from being my authentic self for many years. And oh, of course. Wish, yeah. I wish I was able to be me all these years, but um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being willing to share your story because yeah. it, 
it is it's a unique story you know and um we love being able to hear others different you know perspectives and stuff so thank you very much you're welcome thanks for having me yeah Of of course all right so at the end of our episodes what we typically do is we talk about something gay that we are either reading watching on tv or movie that you've recently seen or listening to any podcasts anything like that um you know anything gay that you know you're diving into recently everything um (laughs) i love your podcast i definitely listen to your podcast um i do i just started watching league of the room oh my goodness yes so good so good i so still need to watch it. that right now um and i usually i don't listen i don't watch tv much so when i do sit down and watch like it's that's the that's a league of their own is what i just started putting on oh so good i love watching yeah i feel like i binged that in like two days and it's very very good so you yes. definitely should keep watching because i can't wait you, to see what happens have you yeah. watched first kill recently bethany I listen. Go I ahead. did. I did just watch it through again. All right, but it's you've not seen my the Office all the way through four times. Well, you've watched First Kill maybe twenty times, which is the equivalent of okay. Eight well, Office. Well, number theirs. one, there are very limited lesbian TV shows available, so you have to rewatch the ones that are out there. And you got to pick that one. Yes, it's the best one. Oh uh, yeah. Have you heard of First Kill, Roxy? heard of it yes i haven't it's on my like wish list to watch you should watch it it's amazing okay it was canceled so i'm devastated very sad and i'm still i'm still rallying for a season two somewhere a lot of people are it's gonna happen we're we're figuring it out what about you spence what what gay thing are you reading Um, watching listening to i do need to watch league of their own um i so i started a Legend of Korra fic maybe last year and it never updated and it was so upsetting because it was so good okay well it just updated actually maybe a few days ago really from a year ago from a year ago and they've added three chapters and it was the chapter before they say their feelings to each other okay so I had to wait for a year for them to it was the slowest possible that's a burn. slow burn <laughs> and slow so burn. they finally admitted it to each other they're hooking up we love that we love to see it as far as what i have been reading or watching i feel like i already talked about the book but i finally finished it i was reading um a vampire lesbian book it's called the coldest touch i've heard of it very good and apparently she has an idea for a second book because it kind of left it open that there definitely could be a follow-up story Mm -hmm. um it's not in the works yet but she said she's definitely not opposed to it so she's thinking about writing a second one but it was very good highly recommend um yeah just like a sweet little little book it was a fast read so cool yeah but i think that's all i got same this was fun yeah Yeah. we were very excited to have you thank you so much again um and i'm sure we'll talk to you again sometime at some point (laughs) really 
Thanks, guys. All right. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, we'll see you next time. We'll see you never. We'll see you never. <laughs> So thanks everyone for joining us and listening this week. Yeah, thank you. You can find us online on Twitter at Gay Girls Club P. You can find us on Instagram at Gay Girls Club Pod. And you can find us on Patreon at Gay Girls Club. As always, tune in next week for another episode. Tune in next week for another episode. We'll see you then. See ya.